Hi, everybody. Welcome to Allie, Aaron, and the Multiverse. We are a podcast currently talking about Star Trek Lower Decks. I am your host, Aaron, and my co-host, Allie, is here with me to talk about episode 10, the finale of Star Trek Lower Decks. Yes. So this episode was called No Small Parts, and I loved it. So I'm excited to get to talking about it. Me too. I thought it was, I mean, let's just say it right here. I know we normally do this at the end. Uh, Favorite episode of the season. I mean, it was so good. Yeah, I think this one definitely topped it. There was a lot going on that I really liked, so. (laughs) It's amazing how much they fit into the episode. Like, it felt like a feature length, and it was 28 minutes long. Yeah, well, it's a little longer than most of them, right? They're usually, like, 24 minutes long, so. I mean, I I know it's only four minutes longer, but, like, four minutes obviously can bring in a lot more to the storyline. They got so much in there, and the scale of it was big, and it was just, like, exciting. I I loved everything about it. Yeah, me too. Well, I guess we'll go into the summary of it. (laughs) Yes, that's my favorite part. Allie, tell us what happened in this episode. (laughs) So, basically, it starts out, which I actually, this is probably one of my favorite parts of the episode, but it starts out with, um, they're on this, like, planet who worshipped this computer a long time ago and then uh Kirk had to go down and tell them not to worship the computer and then they were fine and then they started re-worshipping the computer (laughs) so basically the Cerritos had to go back down and be like stop worshipping the computer like this is not cool (laughs) um and then it cuts to Mariner who's giving out like crayons and brushes and like different little tchotchkes to all the kids on the planet and Boimler's there too, and they're not supposed to be down there. So um, they try to get in contact with them through the little comms, I guess. Is that what they're called? Yeah, the comms. And then Boimler doesn't, he has his like uniform shirt off. So he doesn't realize that they can hear everything they're saying. And he basically tells Mariner, like, oh, I know your secret. Your mom's the captain. And everyone on the deck or on the bridge hears this whole conversation. And Mariner starts flipping out. And she's like, no, shut up. I don't want anyone to know that my mom is my mom. And then the captain on the ship is like, uh, like, what? Like, this is not okay. And then eventually, as the conversation between Boimler and Mariner goes on, uh, the captain beams them both up automatically and uh (laughs) boimler's like doing kissy faces to mariner because he's like does your mommy give you like mommy things or something like that and he freaks out so that was honestly probably one of my favorite parts of the episode but um (laughs) anyway that happens and then everyone starts like treat mariner differently and they're like oh, like, here's a gift, or, oh, can you give your mom this to, like, try out or something? And she just does not take it seriously. She really hates it. Um, And then, in the meantime, Tendi gets to be a liaison for this new, like, robot thing. It's called an exocomp. For an exocomp. And I guess this exocomp is, like, supposed to be working in the med bay with her and so she shows her around and 
it's funny because um, when they greet her, Rutherford is trying to fidget with his uh, cyborg implant and he has all these different settings that he can be on so he goes into cowboy mode when he <laughs> greets her um but yeah so rutherford's dealing with that and then tendy is showing uh what did her what was her name peanut peanut hamper, hamper. <laughs> yeah so she's showing peanut hamper around and you know she's kind of like worried because peanut hamper obviously doesn't have any hands she's a, a exocomp um and then Rutherford gets all like sassy with her and he's like trying to switch his mode and then um they go to the med bay and peanut hamper is like doing these amazing things with like skin grafts and like soldering like a wound or something I think that's what it's called I don't know yeah something like Um, that yeah and in the meantime um on the USS Solvang which is the new ship that that captain got when they were like being attacked by that weird jellyfish looking thing inside their yeah the thing that was like inside their ship and then they got saved by the cerritos and then they got a new ship and it was funny because she was trying to keep it super super clean and super new and then she's like i want this ship to stay as clean as possible for as long as possible and then of course they get attacked by what are they called pal packlids packlids yeah, Packlins, and so that essentially just ruins their ship and tears them apart, and they try and warp out of there, but, you know, that ends up in all of them dying. Oh, so, so then, intense. Yeah, that was, like, really, really intense, and so I felt bad because her ship just got ruined, and they just got it. Well, I mean, <laughs> and, and also, so... also, they all died. Yes, that too. That That's, like, the bad part, but... Um, it's the little things, Aaron, the little things. (laughs) Anyway, so they all died, which was really sad. And then the Cerritos got, like, called or something to see if they could go help out. And so they were, the captain was like, no, we have this. Don't let anyone else go and, like, help out. We can do it. And then they go and find out that the Solvang has, everyone on the Solvang has been, killed and they see this Packlin ship and they're like what the heck the Packlins are supposed to be like a joke they don't have anything and because of that the Packlins have been you know collecting ship pieces of ship from everyone and the Packlins think that they're the Enterprise Mm -hmm. too so that's like another thing I guess they just think all ships are the same (laughs) so (laughs) and it's funny because later on in the episode when the Titan comes in they're like look it's another Enterprise (laughs) um sorry this is a really long summary that's okay keep going keep going basically the Packlins attack their ship and uh are starting to like phaser the ship and take it apart and they're like we want pieces of your ship to make our ship better and then the captain decides to turn off all the engines and turn off all power because i think it was dayton was the name of the other Mm -hmm. captain Mm -hmm. dayton would have done the same thing that the captain would have done which is warp out of there but obviously that got them killed so the captain was like no we can't do that otherwise we will all die um, so they turned off all the power, and then part of the bottom... It's a warp like, nacelle. The, the warp nacelle got broken off, and then 
Mariner and Boimler end up going up to the bridge and Bo or Mariner sees her mom and she's hurt and she's like, no, I'm okay, it's fine. And then people start beaming onto their ship at the bridge. So then they have to go and I forgot where they were going, but essentially they run out of the bridge and they're fighting all these people. And before they get to the fighting, they like they're empty handed. They don't have any weapons. And then Mariner just like pops open all of these drawers, <laughs> doors from all parts of the ship with all this contraband. And her mom's like, how much contraband do you have on this ship? <laughs> like, what is going on? And so then there's this big fight scene with the Packlands and um, the crew. And then they essentially the captain gets knocked out pretty much i think and so they take her to the med bay and um you know they're like they need to find a way to get this virus onto their ship um because since they since the packlands use technology from a bunch of different uh species they have to have like an open coding system or something mm -hmm. like that so while they're fighting, Rutherford is going to the holodeck and ends up meeting with Badgie again. Badgie! <laughs> Badgie holds such a huge grudge. But basically, Badgie has three viruses that Rutherford chooses from. And then Rutherford meets everyone back in the med bay with the uh, virus. And they're like, oh, yeah. Peanut Hamper, you can go and download the virus onto the ship without, like, with going unnoticed and, like, you can save us and it'll be great. And then Peanut Hamper's just like, eh, nah, I'm good. Like, that sounds scary and I don't want to do it. And then she just beams herself <laughs> out of the ship. Like, what the hell? That's not cool. Like, so not Starfleet of her. So not Starfleet. Um, definitely not. But um, then Rutherford is like, you know what? I got this because he finally switches back to normal mode. <laughs> on his uh implant and so he's like i got this he puts the program into his cyborg implant and then Shax is like i got you and then he picks rutherford up and like runs to what i forgot what the name of the little sequoia is called but, yeah the sequoia and they basically go onto this other ship and then um, it's funny because Shax is like in this scene, I feel like Shax is just so himself. He's like, like, this is the best day of my life. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like putting the engines up top speed and he's just like hitting all these buttons and is like, raw. <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> I thought that was fun. Um, and then they get to the ship and they basically just like I don't they like run into the side of the ship Dude, to get on he it. he punches, uh, you know, I don't want to interrupt too much, but he punches through the hole of the Cerritos and then he punches straight through the hole of the soul bank. Yeah, uh-huh. Like, totally shacks. I definitely feel like that went really well with him, with his character. But then they get on and Rutherford is, like, downloading this virus and it's at, like, 96%. And then Badgie pops up and is like, I'm not gonna finish uploading the virus until they kill you and then he's like what no and then he's like okay fine i'll do it but explosively <laughs> and then rutherford's like oh no he's gonna blow up the ship blah blah blah, blah. and so then shax is like not on my watch or like not if i have anything to say about no, it and he says, he's literally not if i have anything to yell about it <laughs> oh 
I actually didn't catch that, but that's perfect. And so Shax rips the implant out of Rutherford's head, which is kind of like a really gory scene when you see Rutherford without yeah. it on. Like, it's like, ew, it just kind of creeped me out. Um, but I mean, it makes sense that it looks like that, but you just wouldn't think of what it would look like if you took that off because that's not something that I feel like you should do. Anyway, um, Shax basically throws Rutherford back onto the Sequoia and pushes the Sequoia out of the Packland ship and sacrifices himself, which I thought was amazing, but so sad because now we don't have Shax anymore. Oh, my he God. He's just starting to, like, be more involved in the show, I feel like. And he's such a great character. Ugh. And, ugh. Ah, that was sad. Very sad. And then, um, basically, uh, they, the, that Packland ship gets destroyed. And then they're like, oh, okay, like, beam us out, or, like, warp us out of here so we can go home and, like, everything will be fine. And then three more Packland ships show up, and they're like, oh, crap. And they all start, like, yelling, it's the Enterprise, (laughs) which it's not the Enterprise. And then the Titan comes in to save the day, and they're like, it's another Enterprise, (laughs) which, again, not the Enterprise. And the Titan basically um, contacts uh, the Cerritos, and in the meantime, since the captain's in the med bay, Mariner is in the captain's chair and, like, figuring everything out. Um, and I forgot his name. Riker. Riker? Okay. At first when she said Will, I was thinking Will Wheaton, <laughs> but like, I know that that's his name in real life and not his Oh, that's not, his actual, that's, uh, like, Will Wheaton plays a different character. That's Jonathan okay. Franks who plays, uh, Will, Will Riker. Got it. Well, I just thought Will Wheaton because she said Will, and I was like, oh, Will Wheaton was in Star Trek, but that's also his name in real life, not his Star Trek character. So hey, probably Will not Wheaton him. gets a but gets a nod in this episode too. We'll talk about that in the breakdown. <laughs> okay, cool. Um, and then so they come and save the day, and Mariner's like, oh yeah, I'm cool with Riker. He gives me all my contraband, and <laughs> then Riker the like turns off his cons, and he's like, and the lady next to him, I don't know what her name her, is. But, her name is Deanna um, Troy, and that is his wife. Ah, okay. So his wife, I figured it was his wife, but I wasn't sure. So his wife is like, we're going to talk about that later. (laughs) um, And so they save the day, and then the Cerritos is getting fixed up, and the captain's like, no, I don't want any cosmetic changes. And then we cut back to the... um, the captain and Mariner in her office and she's like, maybe we should work together because if I broke the rules, like I would lose my command, but you on the other hand. And so they make a deal to essentially like work together and do what's right. Not just what's the Starfleet code, because obviously the code is a little outdated since they can't, you know, they can't interfere at all with these, these primitive cultures. um, Exactly, until something goes absolutely horribly wrong, which obviously is not okay, because a whole ship and crew got killed, so, you know, we want to avoid that. Um, and then they shoot back to the bar, and then Boimler essentially gets a promotion offer from, um, Riker? what's his name? 
yeah, from Riker. And uh, Boimler gets super excited about it. Rutherford, on the other hand, lost all his memory. So the cyborg implant obviously had something to do with that. But Tendi was super excited because she's like, we're going to become best friends <laughs> all over again. Okie dokie. And so, <laughs> yeah, that's his line for sure. Um, and then basically Boimler takes the promotion and Mariner gets so pissed off because Mariner and him had talked before about that promotion with the Sacramento, like, oh, they would miss each other and they're like best friends. And so there was kind of a mutual understanding at that point that, you know, they'd stick together, but Boimler Boimler. just went for the promotion. And so Mariner is leaving him a ton of voice messages. So yeah. You did it! Um, <laughs> that was really long, but there was a lot that happened, and it was really exciting, and I really loved it. All the action, all the... There was a, actually, I feel like, a lot of character development, too, in this episode, but I, like, Boimler's gone, Shax is dead, like, sorry to put it so bluntly, but, like... Yep, yep. <laughs> This is a reality. And I have no idea where they're going to go next season. Like, is Boimler going to come back to the Cerritos? Like, how how is it going to be Lower Decks without Boimler? You know what I mean? Yeah, it's, so, it's a big change. Yeah, so I'm excited to see where season two goes. But I honestly have no idea what's in store. Well, uh, I think that was the most epic recap of all time. You did a great job. <laughs> I think you deserve a glass of water after that. I'm very impressed. Yeah, I have my water bottle, which I will now be chugging, so... Oh, good. (laughs) I'll talk now. (laughs) So... (laughs) Yes, please. (laughs) Okay, so we're going to break this thing down like we usually do. The episode starts, like you said, they are around Beta 3, and they're down there on the planet, and like you said, this culture who worshipped this uh, computer, essentially named Landrew, and back in the day, Captain Kirk had sort of gone in and told them, don't, don't worship the computer, the computer's insane, like, it's just technology, and, you know, that was, you know, literally a generation ago. And these people have regressed and started worshipping the damn computer again. And there's the one guy who's like, he wants to go purging. And they're like, there's no more purge. And the guy's like, oh, I just got a new side. <laughs> that was so funny. Yeah, that guy was in, into the purge. And I think there's like a yeah. good real world lesson there. Um, you know, if we look into current society, like we, we're supposed to learn from the past. But there is mm-hmm. a section of people who just like to repeat mistakes, despite the fact that we teach that history. And uh, yeah. I think that's a good lesson in being vi- vigilant. But it is funny, and I liked how annoyed Captain Freeman and uh, Ransom were by that. And she's just like, just stop worshipping him. And she's like, to the computer, she's like, don't make me make you, uh, uh, what was it, something out of existence? Um yeah, I forgot what exactly she said, but basically it would have killed the computer. Yeah, and he's like, Landrew apologizes. <laughs> I love how, like, how alike Mariner and the captain are, because I feel like the captain has to hide this personality that Mariner doesn't have to, but she shows it when she's annoyed. And I think it's so funny that as a captain, this is the way she's acting in front of, like, people from other planets. 
but it's also like kind of like that annoyed mom like oh my gosh are you really (laughs) doing that right now like what is wrong with you stop like it's not okay and it's stupid so grow up like you know what I mean is I would say she's a lot less diplomatic than most people most uh captains have been but she's very blunt and to the point and I like that. And I think you're you're so yeah. right. They are super similar. And that's probably why they butted heads for so long. Oh, yeah. For sure. Definitely. And so at that point, we're with Mariner, and she's giving out all the art supplies. And she's like, paint, do this. Just uh, stop worshipping an evil computer. And, you know, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and then Boimler comes over, and he, you know, he's doing the thing. And I feel like throughout this episode, we see him um, becoming more self-assured or at least we're seeing that evolution through the 10 episodes because I felt like especially when he was on the bridge later and the uh the what's their faces showed up and um he was he had looked up the information he was at the the bridge station and he was telling them the information and he wasn't nervous he wasn't being his usual awkward self talking to the captain he was just he was helpful and I like that evolution we're seeing with him. Like, he's still Boimler. Like, he still gets nervous when he when the captain beams him up and he's in the middle of being like, kissy face, blah, blah. He does the Boimler <laughs> thing where he's like, ah! <laughs> yeah, that was, that's my favorite part. <laughs> Boimler faces are great. Yeah, uh-huh. And after that, we go, there's the titles, and then we go to the Solving, and it's the old captain, what was her name again? Dayton? Captain Dayton? I think it was Dayton. And Dayton, yeah. Yeah, she's, like, a little awkward. I love the bit where she's like, oh my god, somebody's pulling off the plastic. Let's keep the ship new. <laughs> Did you see all of their boots were lined up against the side of the uh, the bridge? I didn't see where they were, but I noticed that they were all in their socks when she told that guy who's walking by, go and take your boots off now. Yeah, <laughs> like, that's so funny. I love that. <laughs> she's super into keeping it shiny. So relatable. Like, whenever I get a new, like, something new Mm -hmm. or, like, I just don't want to touch it. Like, with my makeup, too, like, I'll get a new palette or something new and I just don't touch it for, like, three weeks because it's just so perfect and I just want it to stay perfect and she's just so relatable in that moment. That Dude, I feel you for that because it's, like, that perfect palette and it hasn't been touched yet. The cu- There's no smudges and it's, like, oh. Exactly. It's so and Instagrammable. And then, like, the plastic on the mirrors. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, great. Anyway, I'm <laughs> such a nerd. Uh, and- you're in the right place. <laughs> This is true. Please accept me for who I am. Hey, that's what this podcast is all about. (laughs) Yeah, definitely, definitely. So the ship, um, the ship gets attacked and they don't know by who, but it's like super immediate, super, super violent. And they're trying to get out of there. And this like arm latches onto their freaking warp missile. And at that same moment, she's like, get us out of here, go to warp. And it rips it off, and, you know, that's, that's like, if you took, if you ripped out a part of an engine in a car while it was running, or, like, in an airplane, I think is a better, probably, analogy, it just, it explodes horrifically. And that was one of the few sort of really serious moments I felt, like, the music was really muted, and the image sort of stayed up there, but it was sort of, I don't know, it just felt really serious, because everybody just died, and it's like, whoa... They just killed an entire ship's worth of people. Yeah, it was intense, for sure. Yeah. And then we go to um, Tendi, 
doing the orientation with the exocomp. Do you know what an exocomp is? I don't, but I mean, I assumed it was just like a computer that they use to do things and that humans can't really do. So the exocomp, and it's funny, I've been doing a, a rewatch of Star Trek uh, The Next Generation, and I just saw this episode again, so it was, a, it was like perfect timing. But the exocomp, they were robots that, uh, they went, the Enterprise went to this planet, and they were trying to, they, they were creating this new thing, it doesn't really matter. But this woman had invented these things, and Data, you know who Data is, right? No. Okay. Data. <laughs> Should I? Uh, no, that's okay. Data's like a, he is a, hmm. He's like a cybernetic being, but he is, he's self-aware and he is alive. He is just, you know, he is a machine versus, he's the first one and the only one, but he is, he is okay. uh, alive. And as the, uh, in this episode, they basically see these machines exhibit uh, signs of self-awareness and self-preservation. And the whole episode is about data proving that they are aware because they want to use these machines to save themselves from this big catastrophe, but it would kill the machines. And the lady was like, they're not alive. And he's like, they're alive. And at the end, you find out they are alive and they save people and it's cool. And so this, the exocomp we saw is definitely an evolution of that because it could talk. And it's obviously in Starfleet, right? Like it went, she went to Starfleet Academy and it has, I love the uniforms like painted on. Um, So it's a self-aware, it's definitely alive because it made its own choice, right? It was like, you know, fuck you guys, I'm out of here, peace out, skin bags. Yeah, she was like, I only went to Starfleet to please my, or to get away from my dad. Yeah, to piss off my like, dad. what? Yeah, and who is her dad, by the way? Because, yeah, um, like, is that the maker, or, I, because they were made, they weren't birthed, but, you know, it's also been some time since then, so who the hell knows? Yeah, that was, yeah. Yeah, so, the <laughs> There's the exocomp thing, but uh, Tendi is giving the orientation, and they go to. I love when they go to the sick bay or to sick bay. And uh, my favorite bit was that the exocomp jumps in and does the surgery. I think I'm jumping ahead, but does the surgery amazingly well. And Tendi's sitting back and is like, "Oh, okay." And there's like a moment where you can tell she's feeling a little left out. And yeah. And then like, the best thing about Tendi is. You can see she thinks about it, and then she realizes and says, like, oh, no, you know what? If she does well, that, that reflects well on me, and if she does well, then I'm doing well. And then she cheers her on, like, I, she's the best of all of us. I love Tendi. Yeah, yeah. She does that again at the end with Rutherford when he loses his memory, and she's like, oh, so you don't remember me? And then she's like, oh, well, I guess we'll have to be best friends all over again. She's like, the best. She's- insanely happy oh i love her she's like she's like rutherford on optimistic mode but <laughs> all the time and in real life yeah not with a cyborg implant. yeah that's that is her home setting yes <laughs> speaking of rutherford we see him right before all of this he's he's playing with the implant when tenny meets the exocomp and yeah, he starts, he speaks with a British accent, does the cowboy thing. He, I like his sexy thing. That was fun. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was, he raised the eyebrow. Yeah, he's, he had some, uh, some pizzazz there. And he did. So then we have Mariner and her mom 
with Ransom in the, uh, in the captain's office, and they're mm-hmm. talking, and Mariner and her mom are like, oh, we didn't want this, and then Ransom comes in and is, like, super <laughs> oh ass-kissy, and she calls him, I, and Mariner's like, oh my god, stop being such a suck-up or a kiss-ass, and her, her mom's like, Freeman's like, oh, yeah, you know, you should still be, just be hard on her. And Mariner's like, yeah. And he goes, I, I am always hard on her. I'm always hard. Oh, no, I'm not hard. But I can get hard. And he just... That is so awkward. He keeps, he keeps saying, get hard. And then my favorite part is when he finally stops, he holds, he's got the pad in his hand. And he... And he puts it down. Yes. Oh, my God. I'm glad you noticed that, too, because I was like, oh, oh God. He's like, I'm not hard right now, but I can be if I want, but I'm not, so... Uh, oh, man, like, that's that's one of the worst, like, you know, can't can't shut the hell up moments ever. I love that. Oh, my gosh. Uh, yeah. And, and then Mariner is walking through the hallways, and everybody's, like, talking about her. And then this guy comes up that she went on one date with, and he's, like, trying to kiss up to her. But he's a creep, and she's like... Yeah, you're the one who said that Wolf 359 is an inside job. And he's like, yep. And then he says a bunch of other crazy shit. Um, Wolf 359 was... a Yeah, thank you for picking up on my confused look. <laughs> no worries. This all happened through Star Trek The Next Generation, the, the Picard one. So basically it, it was um, a battle that happened. And the short version is uh, like 30, 30 some odd ships were all destroyed in this battle, and, like, you know, that's, like, thousands, if not millions of people, uh, you know, members of the Federation died horribly, and it was by, it was an attack from the Borg, and a lot of, uh, Federation citizens got assimilated as well, you know, all, some of those people on that ship, a lot of them, you know, became Borg, and it's, it's, like, the worst battle in, in history, it's, like, you know how many people died in World War One, World War Two? It's sort of like that. It was just, it was quick and it was horrific. And this guy says, and it's sort of like, you know, also like people who deny nine eleven. This guy's like, Wolf three five nine was an inside job. It's like, you you work for you you're in Starfleet. It's like a it's a horrific thing to say. And he also says the Dominion War isn't real, and it's a similar thing. Like. He's just denying horrible things. He, you know, he's he's one of those. But they, it's a it's a funny joke. But it was pretty intense, and I can tell why she wouldn't have gone on a second date with him. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, fuck that guy. So anyway, <laughs> uh, after that guy, Tana comes up to her and is like, "Hey, how oh you doing?" Oh my gosh! <laughs> can you, dude? She was like, uh, "I wanna I wanna hook up with Shex. Do you think your mom would mind?" And she's like, "Oh God!" And then Tana says. I, I wouldn't mind it, something about... She's like, I wouldn't mind, like, getting my colloidal hooks into him or something like that. Yeah, which is just like, whoa. And, yeah, into that big Bajoran piece of meat. And you're like, oh, my God, so graphic. But also, it's, have we deducted whether or not Tana's a female or a male? I'm pretty sure she's a female. I, I, I don't think they've because... explicitly said it, but... Because I'm pretty sure colloidal hooks. Yeah, yeah, I know. Are like, is it like? Well, there. Okay, so okay. If if anybody is squeamish, just skip ahead now. Um, I know there's like, 
a barbs situation with I think cats. Yeah. So I'm not sure if I think the are the barbs the guy or the coital hooks the girl. I don't know. But that's exactly I thought, what I thought of, and I was like, oh. Also, literally, I learned about this in, like, fifth grade sex ed. Oh, <laughs> what? Where, where did you go? Oh, you in California. Because, because <laughs> Good. yeah, well, because people would ask, like, stupid questions about, like, animals and, like, what their stuff looks like. Oh, wow. So we got into snakes and we got into cats. So, <laughs> oh, um, I'm sure there were other things, too, but it was, yeah. Um, but... <laughs> I'm pretty sure they're on males, colloidal hooks, because, like, I don't know how to explain it, not, like, Yeah, I, I, trust like, me, I know, and they can look it up if they want to, Yeah. but, hey, if uh, Tana is a male and we're pushing, uh, you know, relationships for men and women, men and men, women and mm-hmm. women, and people, uh, you know, any, anyone there in between, the entire rainbow, mm-hmm. I'm down, so. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, uh, okay, if you were pausing, now you can jump back in. We're going to stop talking about coital, coital hooks. <laughs> <laughs> that was, yeah. 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 I, you know what? I'm kind of, I'm weirdly glad that you knew what that was, too, because I was like, oh! <laughs> it was definitely a gross image. Yeah. Like, <laughs> but funny. Yeah. I, God, I love this show. Mm-hmm. So... So then they um, they get the distress signal from the Solvang on the bridge, and they I think Ransom's like yeah we're we're in range and so is the Titan and she's like no we're gonna get it I'm gonna make fun of Captain shit what was her name again Dayton Dayton you you have such a good memory thank goodness I have like a page <laughs> of notes this. here I literally just finished watching the episode before we logged so on. So did do this I, too. but my memory is so. garbage. You, you know, we work together. You know, I wrote down everything. That's true. Yeah. Uh huh. And I know I my mean, I had to start. <laughs> I had to start writing down everything too because my brain was just doing ten things at once. So. Literally. But that's that's the job. So. Yes, it was. Yes, it was. <laughs> so um, they say they're going to take the distress call, but they think it's something minor, like she doesn't know how to run the new ship, and uh, and Captain yeah. Freeman's looking forward to rubbing it in her face, which is funny. Mm-hmm. And at that same time, Boimler is trying to get Mariner to recommend him for the promotion to the Sacramento, and she's mad at him because she's like, ah, Boimler, not you too. But he's like, come on! And he wants to, you know get over to a new ship, and then she is all, oh, wait, if I go to a new ship and get that promotion, no one who will know who I am, fresh start, and then, and then she's all, like, tightens up the hair, and then pulls down the sleeves, and she's in she full... completely transformed. Uh, amazing. She's like, yes, sir, and he stop calling me sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And then she walks off all, and even the way she's walking is all fancy. Oh my goodness, who would have thought we'd see the day? Yep, and then right after that, because Boimler's staring at her, she walks away, and uh, Shax jumps in and is like, I want to give Mariner a present! (laughs) Meanwhile, they're already long gone. Yeah, so good. And then we come in and we see Peanut Hamper in the sickbay with Tendi, and they were doing that skin graft thing, and Mm -hmm. Mariner's walking down the hall, and oh... Oh my god, dude. You know how we had the talk in the last podcast and I was all like, "Oh yeah, no one calls calls it getting phased." And then like, "Yeah. Oh my I thought that too." God. I knew I was going to die for that. I was like, "God damn it, lower decks, you're killing me." 
this this guy walks by and she's like, looking good, Mariner. And she's like, get face. And I was like, shit. <laughs> the other thing too was when they were getting attacked and they the Paglins were coming onto their ship um, and they were like cutting They're into facing the, ship. the hole. Yeah, well, he said phaser. Yeah, phaser. So, I was like, fuck. But <laughs> yeah. So I was like, oh, maybe I should say phasered instead of phased, but still. Ha! <laughs> you can be vindication! <laughs> yes! Oh my god, dude. I was just like, I think I even said, uh, I guessed it on Strange New Pod for their finale, and I actually said that on the finale. I was like, you guys, I just friggin' told Allie that no one says phasering, and they did it fucking twice in this episode, and I'm, now I'm gonna have to deal with that. <laughs> Yes, deal with it. Deal with it. I, I take it all back. You know, the theme for this podcast is I'm wrong about pretty much everything. So here's another thing that I was wrong about. Oh, I'm good with it. I'm just glad. I'm just glad that I'm not a complete idiot when it comes to saying these things. No, dude. Well, I think that you being new to it is part of the charm of the show. And, you know, I'm never making fun of you. Like, it's always, like, in good fun. Oh, I know, yeah. And, uh, but I think it's awesome that you're generally right anyway, so I should just <laughs> shut the hell up. <laughs> All right. Oh, well, we wouldn't have a podcast without the two of us. Right? So, I mean, it's know. a good match. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Okay, so then the ship drops out of warp, and they immediately get hit by debris that's from the solving. They go to red alert, and they get attacked by a ship. And it's the Packlets. Uh, Packlets, Packlets, I don't fucking remember. It's good enough, whatever. Uh, and then they they latch onto them in the exact same way they latched onto the Solvang. But like you said, Captain Freeman, and I feel like we were really, in the last couple of episodes, getting to know her better. In the beginning, I was like, maybe she's not that good of a captain. And it's completely wrong. She's a great captain. She just has, she's just more brusque. You know, she's just not, she doesn't have... She would not be, like, the best diplomat, or even, you know what, maybe she was, because she did one time resolve that whole issue with the planet and the moon. Uh, oh, yeah, huh? But anyways, <laughs> she she's on it, because she's like, Ransom's like, get us out of here, and she's like, no. Because if they would have done that, they would have died in the same way the Solvang crew did. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, she, what happens I think after she that? Makes... Um... What happens? The uh, Marin and Boimler show up off. on the bridge. Yeah, because since they turn off the power, then they're not have. There's no tension between their ship and the arms that grabbed onto them, so it gets like pulled even faster. Yeah, and then everyone gets thrown to the side and Mariner and Boimler make it up there and then they start kind of going into protocol as to like how to figure out what to do and. Um, Mariner helps her mom up and the captain's like, I need someone to tell me what to do and have like crazy ideas that I would <laughs> never approve of, but would totally work in this situation. And Mariner's like, are you sure? And her mom's like, do it. You do best. <laughs> and she's like, okay. And then she just goes into this mode. She like shakes where... out her hair, rolls up her sleeves uh -huh. and like Rutherford, you hear me? Blah, blah, blah. Or no, she says the thing. She's like. There, you know, she asks about the ship, and that's when we see mm -hmm. Boimler doing his thing. Like, he's really helpful, and he, yeah. he talks about the Packlins. And so, real quick, those guys are also from the Star Trek The Next Generation, 
And there's an episode okay. where they take the chief engineer from the Enterprise and they want him to make their ship strong and, you know, all that shit. And they Got they it. basically outsmart these guys because they're stupid, right? Or, or yeah. at least they... We think they're stupid because of the way that they speak and everything, but I think there's also a lesson here that they might not be as smart as everyone else, but they're they're certainly clever uh, because, you know, mm-hmm. they've set, you know, the, what they're doing is working and they've yeah. acquired enough technology to be pretty threatening now. Um, but yeah, they're, they're a throwback and that, this is their whole thing, but they hate the Enterprise because they were the first ones to dupe them. But it does seem to, to be, they think all ships are the Enterprise. That's pretty funny. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, can we note that the captain seems to know this guy? Oh, no, she like... knows, she knows their race the, because she mentions, uh, I don't know if they mention it specifically about the Enterprise, but they know it because the Enterprise dealt with them like 10 years ago. So it would have been like in logs and stuff. They would have known about it. Okay. I thought she like said his name. I don't know why. No, no worries. And well, okay. so Mariner calls up Rutherford and is like, Yo, we gotta get the, uh, the, the code's wide open, we need a virus, and he's like, I'm on it, and he's in, like, super optimistic mode, so he's just like, <laughs> She's like, why are you so chipper? <laughs> he's like, I'm optimistic! And, and, uh, then, he, I, oh my god, he goes into the holodeck and, you know, pulls up the program with Badgie, and is like, I need a virus, blah, 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 and Badgie's like, Great, I'll need you to deactivate the safety protocols. And we know what happens when that happens. And he's like, oh my uh, you're not going to try and kill me again, are you? And he goes, I'm Badgie. <laughs> and Rutherford's like, okay, deactivate the safety protocols. And Badgie is like, hello, father. So scary. Oh my gosh, so creepy. But he's helpful because he's like, oh, I already have three viruses for you. He's like, oh, you were monitoring comps this whole time? And Badgie's like, I'm always monitoring comms. Like, what the fuck? So freaky. Oh my gosh. Badgie just... I'm not even going to say anything because I will have nightmares about Badgie coming and killing me in my sleep. <laughs> Badgie is scary, but I was glad. He what a is. good callback. I can't believe they used him again. It was great. Yeah. I can't believe Rutherford didn't delete that fucking program. That's the thing that was crazy. Oh yeah. I thought he would have deleted that ages ago. But, yeah, I deleted, mean, purged, erased, like thrown it out of an airlock. Well now so does is Badgie still alive technically? Because he got blown up on the like ship, but does he still exist in the holodeck? And two, I know I didn't say one before, <laughs> but two <laughs> two Rutherford probably doesn't even remember Badgie. So oh, like, what, shit. You're like, right. What's going to happen there? Ooh, dude. What an interesting thought. Uh, okay. So question number one, does Badgie still exist? There. So he created these viruses and Rutherford made a copy of it. So and then later on, we see Badgie in the program. So it's either yes, because he took a copy, a physical copy and then the program's still there, or no, this virus was so, you know, was so complicated that, you know, he had to, the badgie had to be in there, or, uh, you know, three, see, I don't know, um, (laughs) three would be that badgie doesn't exist anymore because he took a copy of the virus, but badgie imported himself, 
because Rutherford was surprised when he put it in the computer that Badgie was there. So yeah. I think that this will be something interesting for us to find out in the next season. And you adding that bit about him not knowing about Badgie is mind-blowing, and I'm excited to, to see where that goes. I wonder if he'll create another Badgie because, like... You know when people lose their lose their memory and then they kind of like do the same things that they would have done because they don't realize that they did it before and they don't realize what was wrong with it. Yeah. Ooh. So. Ooh. I like. See, this is going to interesting places. Uh huh. <laughs> so he's got the he's created the program. He's got the thing. He runs into the sick bay because oh we got to go backwards because the the crew that was on the bridge. The, the Packlands are, are beaming in very slowly, which was super funny. <laughs> I think that has, uh, I think that might have been in the episode, but I'm not sure, because all of their technology is stolen and sort of cobbled together, so I think it just doesn't yeah. work as well. And so they all, mm-hmm. the crew runs out into the hallway to get away from them, but, you know, then they get attacked by them, and that's when Mariner just, like, opens up all of this, like, these pockets and all of the weapons and all of the weapons that were in the first episode are there mm. I recognized quite a few of them but I didn't know it was all of them but also she literally did all of this while they were still beaming onto the ship like yeah. that's how slow they were beaming <laughs> <laughs> and and you see um Ransom Ransom was like ready to do his fighty thing and he was like oh yeah give oh me the guns so funny <laughs> he's like what did he say? It's time to set my 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 fists to face. Oh my god! Like Ransom. <laughs> oh, and then throwing going back a little bit when both uh, Mariner and Boimler were in his office. Oh yeah. And he was just like doing curls with the uh, what are they called dumbbells? Sure, yeah. And then and then he's like, I need a workout to think. And then Boimler's like, You've been lifting this whole time, and he's like go i need to lift and he starts like doing his um what are they called i forgot what they're called but yeah the things on the shoulder and then you go up and down and oh yeah yeah um it's uh i don't know what the hell those are but yeah no that was really good sorry um (laughs) but that was funny because yeah he was like i need to think and oh my god his (laughs) eyes were bulging out and the little like vein that they do on the forehead Oh, Ransom. I like but, his character. He's funny because he's, uh, you know, he is the typical sort of bro, but I like that he's cast in the role of, instead of being the captain, he's the second character, and, you know, Mariner usually gets it over on him, and then when he is helpful, he's doing, you know, he's not doing a gross thing, he's usually doing a good thing, so he's redeemable. Yeah. yeah. Also, at the beginning of the episode when Mariner was talking to Boimler and over the comms they heard, and she said something about Ransom being like a baby or something. I don't remember what she said. What did she say? She said he was like a bug encased in amber. Because in Jurassic Park. Oh, yeah. 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 And he's like, I'm not a bug. On Animal Crossings, too, they actually have, like, a bunch of fossils that you can find, and Amber is one of them, and there's, like, the the bug, the mosquito inside That's of awesome. the Amber, and we have it on our island. So. Very cool. Yeah. Very cool. <laughs> but um, he, like, stands up. He's like, I am not, and he gets so offended. He's, like, a little sensitive baby, but, like, yeah. 
also trying to be this like <sighs> yeah it will and we find out later when he's talking to deanna troy so deanna troy just short sidebar she is the ship's counselor and she is uh she is a betazoid, oh. and so she's a. It's a humanoid race, but they are empathic, so they can sense emotions. And so, okay. she's like, "I sense that you are none of these things, and you are covering up for deep insecurities." And he's like, "I can use that." <laughs> he's so such a player. Yeah. Well, he thinks. Oh he my is. gosh. Oh yeah. <laughs> so we um at that point they have an awesome fight scene in the hallway and Mariner's got the batleth and it's the same one that she stabbed Bormler with I think because it's still got yeah. the blood on it uh which uh-huh. one, one of the when I did the strange new pod somebody pointed that out and I was like oh my god she didn't even clean that that's gross just when they were fighting too when uh, Ransom was fighting, and he goes, side roll, side roll, oh, yeah. double fist punch! Like, it's just like, um, okay, great, you don't... Yeah, and Shax is going crazy, he's just having the time of his life. Yeah, this is like Shax's dream right now. Yeah, and honestly, I think that, like, given the circumstances, I think that this is the best way for him to go, you know? Like, very much having the time of his life, fighting people, like, doing everything that he didn't really get to do before on the ship. <laughs> Agreed. To, yeah, so I think I think he went out with a, a bang, both literally and figuratively. He, he was in his element, and I think he's such a, like, you know, he believes in Starfleet, and he's a loyal person, and he, that's, you know, he cares about those people, and you could tell just the way, like, he scoops up the captain when she's injured, and, you know, runs her to the med bay, and, you know, he just, he doesn't hesitate. Yeah, yeah. All right, so they're with the exocomp, and, uh, talking to Captain Freeman, and that's when Rutherford comes in with the virus, and he's like, okay, we need to get this over to the ship, it has to be input manually, and they're like, how are we gonna do that, though, the ship's all disabled and fucked up, and we can't transport, and then they're like, exocomp, you could fly over there, it would be safe for you, because you don't breathe air, and you could implant this virus and get out, and they're like, yay, uh, Peanut Hamper gets to save the day, and everybody's like, woohoo, and she's like, uh, I'm gonna pass. Yeah, that was, I was like, wow, wow. Yeah, like, you went to Starfleet Academy, you, you know, you're, you're a trained officer, and she's like, no, I don't think so. I think that, uh, you guys are just going to, you know, sucks to be you, sucks to be organic, peace out, and she transports off, and, and they're all like, they get all super mad and stuff, and and Teddy's like, Peanut Hamper's a stupid name! <laughs> yeah. Tendi can't even really be that mean, though, even when she's trying to be. Yeah. Like, that's the, that's the, at, at that very moment, that's the most angry she can be. She's such a sweethearted person. Yeah. She really is, yeah. yeah. Like, you've left us here to die, but your name sucks! <laughs> That's the only. I mean, I mean, I feel like that's really the only bad thing she can say about her, though, because she did have all that cool like medical technology anyway. So yeah, yeah, and then um, and then Rutherford's like, okay, he finally he's clicking his thing, and he finally gets back to normal mode, like you were saying, mm-hmm. and and he takes that virus and jams it into his head, and his little visor thing just like lights up with all these colors, and he's like, oh, it's like a brain freeze. Yeah. 
And then that's when Shax grabs him. Well, yeah, he's like, I'm going to go over there. And, and Tendi's all like, no, go. Or you must be in her- heroic mode. And he's like, no, this is me. And yeah, and then Shax just throws him over his shoulder. I love how Shax just, you know, manhandles everyone. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And Tendi's like, no, Rutherford. And then they go into the shuttle bay. And they see, we see the sequoia. By the way, the sequoia looks awesome. Like, they've, like, drawn on it. And if you look on the side, there's a a little, like, it looks like with crayons, a little picture of all four of them on the side. It's so cute. Aw, I didn't even notice that. I'll have to go back and watch it. I didn't notice, listen, I've watched it three times. I didn't notice it until the second watch, but trust me, go back. You're going to be like, oh, my God, that's so cute. And mm-hmm. he throws him in there, and Shaq's, like you said, is just having a great time. He's like, ah! And he, like, slams the panel and just, you know, doesn't even try to go out the doors. I don't know if he can, but he literally just fucking blasts through the hull of the fucking Cerritos. Oh, my God. That was insane. And I was like, okay, Shaq. Yeah. You do you, boo. He's, you know what? He knows he's got to get it done. And so they're flying through, and Shax is, like, shooting people, and that's when he's like, this is the greatest day of my life! (laughs) He's so excited. I love it. Yeah. And I was watching it the first time, and that's what, like, I literally said that out loud. It was just me, and I was like, I love Shax. He's the best. And uh, not not knowing what was coming. And then he smashes through the hull of the other ship. And then they get out, and Rutherford's all, he's uploading the program while Shax is sort of defending him from the guys, ha- again, just, like, fighting people, like, yeah, come on, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and then fucking Badgie's all like, nope, I'm not gonna finish uploading this until you're killed. And he's like, Badgie! Um, and Badgie's a dick, and then he sets the self-destruct, and Rutherford's like, Badgie's, you know, Badgie won't do it. And... Uh, that's when Shax, what does he say? He says, um, uh, uh, he's like, not if I have something to scream about it. And that's when he, when he ripped his, his thing out of his head, I was like, oh my God. Like, I thought that was going to kill him. I was shocked. Yeah. I was like, what? Huh? Like. Yeah. I think, do you think next season we're going to get an answer to whether his, uh, implant was like a life-saving thing or if it was. Just, like, maybe he chose that because, I mean, he didn't die and he didn't have it on from what I could tell at the end, so. Well, didn't he say at the beginning, like, he had it on because of a life-saving thing? Or was that us when we talked about it? You said that maybe that could be why. I I think that's when we talked about it. I don't think he, he specifically said. I think he mentioned something like it came from Vulcan. Mm, okay. Yeah, so I'm I'm hoping we find out more about that. But you know, uh, Shax rips it out of his head, like you said, is pretty gross. Gross, and throws Rutherford, who is like passed out at this point, into the Sequoia shuttle. And he says, he says, "Hang on, baby bear." And I was like, "That was Ooh! so cute." Oh my god. Oh my gosh, that was adorable. And, and then he like. Well, isn't it because isn't it because they call themselves bears though? Like the security team, they're all yep. like. Mm-hmm. So, so he still he's even though he was only in security for a second, like Shaq still considers him, you know, like that. I love that, and I was just like Shaq's, and then he he physically pushes the shuttle back out of the ship, which was crazy, and I like that. Um, you see. That the the sh- or the ship they're in the shields uh came up behind it so you you mm-hmm. can see why yeah. Shax wasn't like sucked out after him, and 
Yeah. And he goes, ha ha! And then Badgie's like, oh yeah, and it's real gross because that was definitely like a sex thing. And yeah. then the ship explodes and Shaq dies! You know, I actually, thinking about it, I can see how it's a sex thing, but I actually thought about it as like him like, this is gonna be so gross, <laughs> but him like, just, you know when you really have to go poop? And then he, <laughs> like, like, that's what I thought about. Because he was like, it just seemed like the way his body moved, oh it God. looked like he was just, like, letting out a huge fart. So, I, what does it say about both of us that that's where each of us went? <laughs> oh, yeah. That, Listen. <laughs> Uh, it is what it is, and uh, there you go. That's 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 us. <laughs> oh, oh boy! So so the ship's floating out in space. They're clear, and Mariner and Boimler are back on the bridge, and they're like, "Oh my God, we survived! The ship's exploded!" And uh, then Mariner is talking to her mom. She's in the captain's chair, which is super cool. Mm-hmm. And then we have the three other ships pop in, and they're like. We, you know, we're going to get the Enterprise. And you're like, mother fuck. Um, and they all latch yeah. on and it all looks really bad. And Mariner's like, prepare to, you know, evacuate and go to escape pods. And then Boimler's like, no, look, another ship's coming in. And then I love the way that they put it on the screen. Like the, the screen zooms in and it's the Titan, but it's just the way he turns around and he's like, it's the Titan! The way he, it's so <laughs> cute and funny. Yeah, I think it's cool, too, what, how Mariner is, like, in the captain's chair, and there's, I don't know if it's after this scene or before it, but she just kind of has this look of, like, huh, maybe I do belong here. Oh, I didn't Did notice, notice that, that, but I'm gonna, when I watch it for it the was, fourth time, I'll, I'll, I'll check that out. It was when she had just gotten off the, like, video com with her mom, and her mom was like, don't get too used to my seat, <laughs> and then she kind of, like looked up and was like huh oh man i don't know i'm gonna check that out that's cool and and then at that point we see the the titan come in and it's like kicking ass and just small bit of backstory um so will Riker, he was the second in command on the enterprise with picard and he at the end of all of the the shows and then they did like a bunch of star trek movies he, that's where he finally becomes a captain, and that's the ship he gets, and that class of ship is, as you can tell, is more of, like, a fighter. It's a small ship, but it's designed for more of, like, combat-type missions, and at the, we found out in the movies that he was getting that ship, but no one's ever really seen it, and people have been talking about it for, like, literally more than, I think, 15, 10, 15 years at least, uh, maybe longer. Wow. And so people were so excited that we were, no one knew, by the way, that this was happening. And getting to see the Titan in action was amazing. And that, I mean, and they played the theme from uh, Star Trek Next Generation as it was like firing around. I don't know if you recognize that, but I did. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> I did not recognize it, but yeah. And then Riker and Mariner being friends, and Riker being the one who's giving Mariner contraband. That was hilarious. That's funny. And, That's really funny. And uh, Counselor Troy being like, we're going to talk about this. Mm, yeah. <laughs> so then, you know, then they save the day. Everybody's happy. The ships retreat. And then we sort of go into the end of the episode where we see the Cerritos being retrofit. 
uh, or not retrofitted, refitted and fixed up, and then the captain's like, yeah. just keep it the same. Don't make it all fancy and shit. I think that that's really, like, good of... I don't... Like, what's the word? Uh, I think that it's really, like... Not, like, proud of her, but, like, I think it shows good character of her where it's, like, just because this bad thing happened doesn't mean she needs to, like, take advantage of all the cool things that they can do for the ship. Like, she just needs the ship to do its job. It doesn't need to be fancy, which I think, like, shows a lot about her personality and, like, Mariners, too. Like, they get the job done, but they don't need to have all these, like, you know, flying flying colors and like extras and bells and whistles exactly yeah like they're i don't know if this is the right term for it but like they're plain janes kind of yeah they're like they're they're not the very the the first thing you think about but they're there getting the work done exactly yeah and i think it shows growth on captain freeman's part too because we had that whole episode where there she's like oh they should respect us like the enterprise and you know trying to do all these she was trying to be something they weren't and here she's saying yeah. i'm happy with what we are let we don't need to change anything cuz we are good as we are we're great as we are yeah definitely and then we go to the the funeral for shax which is super sad but how about that photo they chose of shax for his funeral, did you see it? His face was like eyebrow. His face was like up, and he was like, Rrr! like yeah, it was like bulging. I think it's how Shax would have wanted it, and I do too. It, it was like short but sweet, and um, you know they send him off. That's what they always do. They like they like shoot the coffin out into space. I don't know why. That's just a Starfleet thing. Mm-hmm. And she keeps the yeah. the flag, which is very military esque, and his um his Bajoran earring, which is like a religious symbol. And I like that she said he's with the prophets now because that's respect for his faith, which I think, you know, is that's very Star Trek of her, um, very Starfleet of her. And then Mariner and her have like this nice heart to heart where first they fight like a minute and then they really talk about, like you were saying at the very beginning, that they are very similar and they they have the same views about Starfleet right now. But Mariner is coming to understand that her mom is in a different position than she is and so mm-hmm. her mom has to abide by certain things, but her mom was also understanding that instead of being angry at Mariner, she, they can they can help each other. They can be a team. And this is where we get the mention of Will Whedon because she said, yeah, if, um, or no, that might have been earlier in the episode. I'm not sure. But she says something along the lines of if Wesley Crusher and Beverly Crusher could work together because Beverly Crusher was the the chief medical officer on the Enterprise and Wesley Crusher was her son, and he started out as a kid in the show, and then he eventually became an ensign, and a lot of it was sort of like their family dynamic, on board and everything, it was interesting, so, that, and Will Whedon is the one who plays Wesley Crusher, and he's awesome, he also does okay. a, um, an after show for Star Trek Lower Decks for CBS, and he's amazing, Oh, nice. and he's, he's sort of like, in Star Trek fandom, because he embraces it, and he's like, he's like a big nerd himself, he, he's sort of like mm-hmm. the ambassador for Trek in a cool way. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. I like when she said, too, when the captain said, it might be nice to have a captain on your side. Yeah, instead of up your so ass. Then, <laughs> yeah, uh-huh, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and then we go to the Cerritos Lounge, and the captain and Riker have a moment. Apparently, Riker was her mentor, and... 
Mm-hmm. Troy's talking to Ransom, and he, you know, there's that whole thing where she's like, you're insecure, and he's like, that's cool, I'm good with it. And then <sighs> we get to see our four Lower Decks people together again, but Rutherford doesn't remember, but he's, he's cool about it. Mm-hmm. He is, and he's like, you made a dog, and Tendy's just, like, telling him all about all these things that happened, so I'm hoping that maybe she tells him about Badgie, but, oh, like, God, I hope so. maybe, maybe she won't. But, okay, so there's, like, a couple problems with that. Because she could tell him about Badgie, and then he could be like, oh, maybe now I can make it better, and Badgie won't, like, come and kill me. Or he won't make Badgie. Or she doesn't tell him, and he makes Badgie anyway, and then it's a huge disaster again. Or he just doesn't make Badgie. So, like, there's there's pros and cons to both. Next season is- on Ali Aaron and the Multiverse Season 2 of Star Trek, Lower Decks, we'll find out. <laughs> Yes, yes, we will. Oh, but it's nice to see all four of them together. And then Boimler just ruins it all and <laughs> is a complete jerk. Like, come on, man. Yeah. He, um, I mean, they have like a nice heart to heart. He was, he's a little awkward again with Riker, but he seems at ease on the, uh, the Titan. And it's interesting because, yeah. you know, they talk about going to Talgana 4, which is, you know, the, the Envoy's planet. And he's 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 being cool with these new guys, but I'm I'm still unsure if he's ignoring Mariner because she's mad. If they I don't think have they talked at all yet. Like I don't. It doesn't seem like they have, and it seems like he left without saying goodbye. Yeah, and maybe because he just didn't know how. Like I mean, I think there's nothing wrong with pursuing uh, a good opportunity because it is a good opportunity for him and to yeah, get out on is. his own but you know why why did he uh freeze out mariner that's weird i don't know and mariner's yelling at him and then there's that funny like callback where she's like shut up jen <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> because ran or not ransom um billups called her called her jen the other day yeah oh with the hand pies by the way hand pies are delicious yep. and i thought that was a great call um but then we go to the bridge of the Titan, and Will Riker walks in, and let me tell you, this is all just, like, callbacks to the old show. He, in the last episode of Star Trek Enterprise, which was about the very, very first uh, Starfleet ship ever, which was called Enterprise, and he runs a holodeck program in their final episode, and he, like, follows the bridge crew around and everything. So he walks in, and he's like, I was with the Enterprise crew again. So it was a call back to that. And then he goes, and it's been a long road getting getting from there to here. And that is a call back because the, the theme song for the title sequence of Star Trek Enterprise, unlike all of the other ones, they decided to put a real song in there. And... It's this, it's this, like, very sort of inspirational song. It's like, it's been a long road getting from there to here. Sorry for everybody, I can't sing. Um, but he says that, and it's just such an eye-roll funny moment because everyone, it's not a bad song, but everyone universally hated that shit. So it's, <laughs> it's a great joke. And, and then you can see Deanna Troy, like, just, like, rolls her eyes, which I love. And he's like, set course for Tolgana 4. And then they talk about how there's a little Ryza there. And they said, are you going to bring the Horga? Which is that statue that means you want Jamaharon. Oh. Yeah, I thought that was really, really funny. And and then the very last thing, um, which is funny because we saw this whole thing through the season of the captain trying to figure out what her, like, 
like warp me was gonna be and then he's like let's do warp in the factor of five six seven eight and, and it goes to like a jazz tone and you see troy just, yeah. just like puts her head down like jesus christ uh <laughs> and that's because will Riker during enterprise he plays a trombone and he's always doing jazz music throughout se- i think seven seasons of star trek uh, the next gen. Wow. He loves jazz. So it's it's so funny because it's so dumb. Like, I, he would never do that in the regular show, but it's super, super funny. And then the last thing is just the Exocorp floating off screen going, help, help. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say that. She got what she deserved. <laughs> oh, yeah. See, you're fucking totally right, dude. It was just like, now you're there, just stranded amongst garbage. Uh, enjoy your floaty, floaty life. Yeah, like, come on, you could have saved two people today, and you chose not to, so. Yeah, yeah, screw you, Exocorp. Go rotten space. Yeah. <laughs> so, that was uh, episode 10, the finale of Star Trek Lower Decks. Allie, this, is, this has been an adventure, I mean, it's been super fun for both of us, because we hadn't seen it, but this was, like, besides the J.J. Abrams movies, this was your first, like, deep dive Star Trek. Talk about it, man, I want to hear I honestly, I wasn't sure how I was going to feel about it. I was excited because it looked fun, you know? And then I think it was like the third episode maybe where it kind of slowed down a little for me at the beginning of that episode. We had talked about it in that podcast too. And I was like, "Mm, I don't know where it's going to go, but like maybe, but honestly, I really, I really love this show and I think it's a lot of fun. It's a fun way to, you know, get into Star Trek more than before. And, like, it it makes the intense stuff more comedic and gives it kind of, like, that that comedic relief that I feel like we don't get in any other Star Trek movies mm-hmm. or series because it's always – it's, like, Star Trek, to me – even just watching the J.J. Abrams movies is very, like, an intense and dramatic – like show and series and movie like with a lot of action and sci-fi mixed into like Mm -hmm. it's not it's not something that's like you're gonna watch to put a smile on your face in terms of like start laughing your ass off you know it's definitely something you want to watch to be like reeled in and very like intense and just like sit down and buckle through it type thing you know Mm -hmm. so I like that this gives that that other facet to the whole universe yeah no i totally agree with you i think um just from before this all started there were a lot of people in the fandom and let me tell you i would say that there's a good majority of the star trek fandom there's a lot of new people in it because there's been a lot of new shows in the last five or six years And I would say the New Blood has been really good because it's very positive and happy. And a lot of the older fans are like that too. But there's a lot of that sort of old school sort of, I don't like change, I want things to be the same. And so there were a lot of people who were like, I'm not even going to watch this, blah, 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 Star Trek's supposed to be one way. And my feeling about it was, I think the animation liberated them to do something different. And I think change is interesting. Like Even in life, you change is good. If it was bad then that then that's fine then they wouldn't make any more but like i was so excited that they took this chance to do something different and it and it just it was so good and it's a labor of love like you loved it without knowing any of this background shit and i loved it yeah. with uh, because i get all these little references and stuff and mm-hmm. it's for everybody right 
Yeah, and I think the way that they did the references too, they were subtle enough. Some were subtle enough where you, if you were a new viewer like me, you wouldn't necessarily be like, "Wait, what?" But some were also like funny enough where even if you didn't know what they were talking about, you could still laugh about it. Right. Does that make yeah, sense? Yeah, it didn't. They didn't stop the story to try to explain a thing. And they were able mm -hmm. to keep things relevant, and it was, and it was just fun, and and like, what a perfect time for this show to come out! Oh my god, I needed oh, some yeah, comedy definitely. and fun in my life, and it's, and just doing this podcast has been great because instead of just the thirty minutes of enjoyment of the show, like we've gotten to talk about it, and you know, it's it's mm -hmm. become really dissect it, yeah, and and have a good time with it, and uh, you know, things are more enjoyable when you share them with others. So I'm glad we got to share this mm -hmm. together. Yeah, me too. So let's talk about where we're going from here. Uh, it's been a long road getting from there to here. So, <laughs> And uh, in the future, where we're going to be going, because these episodes are going to be coming out. Uh, we have a couple coming out in a row, and that's my fault because life's been crazy. But they're all going to be coming out uh, pretty quickly here. And then we are actually going to start our Arrow podcast. Those will be coming out starting the 1st of November. And they are going to be bi-weekly. So that way, full disclosure, we recorded the first six or so, I believe, before we even started this podcast. So there are first ones. They might be a little rougher. Forgive us. Go along with us. See the journey. And, uh, and I hope you guys enjoyed that. We're going to talk about Lower Decks when it comes back. We're probably going to do some fun stuff here and there as well. I want to watch one of the Star Trek movies with you. I think it'll be really fun. And Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, all the good things that's pretty good. and we'll, yeah. <laughs> we'll link that all through our social media too. And it's going to be fun. Cause we're going to, we're going to try a couple of new things with the filming and all of that. Um, I really want to try to do it as like uh, also as an Instagram live, if we can, we'll figure some something out, but anyways, we'll stop boring you guys with that. Um, I just want to <laughs> say thank you again, Allie, for agreeing to do this. This is our first ever podcast, but it's been such an awesome way to connect and I'm glad we're going to keep going with Arrow and we're going to do other shows and who knows yeah. because you haven't seen anything so it's perfect <laughs> yeah I am definitely new to the whole sci-fi dude sci-fi realm I'm so, so excited to do Star Wars that's gonna be great <laughs> yeah I might actually watch that with Will before we uh, before we wait, watch wait, wait, it. Wait, 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 wait. Tell me when you're watching it. No, 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 because you're going to love this. There's, like, <laughs> awesome makeup and fashion. Like, I think you're going to really, really like it. We got to... Let's talk about this after the podcast. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> okay. All right, guys. Well, um, like, subscribe, uh, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all of that, and we'll keep you informed on what's going on. We love you guys. I hope you guys enjoyed the season as much as we did. Let us know in the comments. And uh, you know what? Have a, a good week, and we will catch up with you soon. We love you all. Bye! Bye!